professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and today I'm joined by another monster of a man. He stands six foot seven, four hundred and ten pounds. He's an American professional strongman, a yearly competitor in the World's Strongest Man. Started the Strongest Man in History on the History Channel original series. He is Robert Oberst on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Oberst. Hey, what's up, brother? Not much. Just uh, running around here, getting some stuff done, working all day. How's your day been? Not bad, man. Just uh, getting ready to go get a massage, which I desperately fucking need. <laughs> Where do you go for that? I've got a. I'm new. I'm new to Boise, so like I've got a. I got a place in Texas, and I got a place here in Boise. And um, this will be my first massage here. This uh, sports medicine place over here um, by one of the gyms I go to. Okay, I was going to say I, I can't imagine you walking into like massage envy. <laughs> they would. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did. I did that. It happened one time. I went into massage envy before a show, and I was like, "Look, I've been traveling right now. My feet and hands were swollen and puffy from traveling so much." Yeah. And uh. And I was, I just had a headache. So I was like, I want to come in. I want to get, I want to get like the whole hour and a half on my feet, hands, and my head. And the girl looks at me and goes, well, that won't do you any good. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Man, that sucks traveling. I, that was one of the things we have these long international flights and we would have to go wrestle. Like we would not because the time we would sometimes be getting in hours before the show with the way that the travel was and all that. And I remember times like flying across the world and like hands, ankles, just like everything, legs, <laughs> just stomach holding water. And, and like it's scary when you do that and, and get like that because it, your body's not meant to, 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 to perform under those, under the, in like that kind of situation. I feel like I've seen a lot of guys get injured like that. Yeah. It, it's inflammation, man. Inflammation causes bullshit. Absolutely. You guys, I would imagine you deal with that all the time, just with everything that you do, right? Constantly stressing the body. Yeah. For you, what constantly it, trying to get rid of inflammation. When did you, like, for you, when did you get, like, st- what was your start in all of this? Like, when did you realize that you're strong as fuck? Well, I played football for a long time, and I loved, I loved working out. So, you know, I, I, I kept in the, in the weight room. It also kept me out of trouble as a kid. And then, you know, football was just, over, you know, like that. And I had no backup plan because, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but I was decent. I was a decent football player, I'll say that. Yeah. And uh, and when you're when you're good and you don't care about school, everybody's giving you everything. And yep. you're like, oh, this, this, this would just be the way it is, right? <laughs> a lot so, of uh, successful people, though, don't have a plan B because you're so confident. You're not fucking You're not supposed to. No. You're not supposed to have a plan B if you really believe in yourself. Absolutely. There's... I, I'm of the same belief. I was like that with wrestling. I dropped out of school. I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And But it was, uh, when you have that confidence, it's like, it's, until you hear, if you do have a plan B, it's really easy to make excuses to fall back on that when things get tough, you know? Right. 
that's one of the things I deal with as a parent. I have a three-year-old, and I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how I rep- represent myself to him and how just how he's going to grow up. So, like, as a parent, you want to be like, hey, you know, be, be smart, be safe, be careful. But truth is, is if you've got a plan B, then you might as well not have a plan A. Yeah, no, I agree. When you had your child, did that did, did, did you change drastically? Do you notice? Because you hear that with people. Like, like, did you mature more as soon as you had your kid? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been an athlete my entire life, and when I wasn't an athlete, I was bouncing at a pretty tough bar. So I wasn't uh, – I was, I, was, I was rough around the edges. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I bounced uh, before I got into wrestling. Yeah. And so then I have I have this little dude now, and like I'm I do the daddy talk. Like I don't I don't give a fuck how tough or how weak I look in front of somebody. Yeah. Like I'll I'll still be that little dude's daddy, man. I'm, I'm I feel secure enough in it and be able to do that. Dude, that's the best. That's what I tell people. Like I think sometimes people have a hard time with that. When I think people that are truly confident and just know who they are, you could you could wear many hats and show many different emotions. And you don't have to give a shit because you know at the end of the day who you are and where like sometimes people have a hard time like, oh, how can you be like that? They don't understand. Like we're all people at the end of the day, but when you're confident like that, you got that's how you're supposed to be. I feel like that's the best way to be. Yeah, for sure. And you and I both we went through different proving grounds, but we still had to establish ourselves on in different arenas and aspects of life. So, you know, when you if you can step out, I, I, your crowd's probably been a little bit bigger than mine. I've stepped out in front of 13,000 plus people. Yeah, that's a and lot. And everybody there, and, and I, I would do it in places where I would, you know, I'd be the heel, I'd be the bad guy, and I'd, I'd egg people on, and uh, I'd step out in front of those people, and I would, I would make them turn and cheer for me. Like I, it, It's almost like I would do it, because I grew up a big wrestling fan. I was, I was huge in my... Like in my younger days, I was, I was a kid in the nineties. So the attitude era was like, you grew oh, up on that, it, was yeah. my, that was my whole childhood, you know, who were your guys? And now I, I, mean, I did it. I loved it so much. I was doing a show in, in England, which I'll be doing. I'll be doing the same show in Manchester, September 7th, uh, this year. I went out and we were given the lifetime achievement award to an older referee. And he had been wrestling since the beginning of world's strongest man. He was loved. His last name was Edmonds. He was Mr. Edmonds. Okay. He was out there. He had, he had, uh, he had been um, diagnosed with cancer. He was out there with, like, the tubes in this box, the machine thing that he had to bring with him. It was, it was the whole thing. But, you know, they gave him his Lifetime Achievement Award. The whole place went nuts, cheered for him. He waved to the crowd, sat back down in the front row. After the first event, I walked over and took his beer out of his hand and chugged it. And threw the glass at the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> would you, do you enjoy being the bad guy more than the good guy? Kind of would like playing that up a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It's it's. Uh, I feel like I can. You don't have to be like. You have to be super nice and almost cheesy in a lot of aspects to just get over as, as nice. So like, it feels just a, a lot easier and more natural for me sometimes just to. Dig in a little bit. I mean, yeah. at the end of that show, that that guy Gregor, uh, Mr. Edmonds, he walked over to me after the show and gave me a big hug, and I'll never forget it. He told me, "You are the most glorious cunt I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a compliment. <laughs> no, fr- from from a seventy year old Englishman, yes. there is no higher compliment. 
Man, you, know? you talk about that. that the, I can't imagine. The, do you thrive off the adrenaline performing like that? Because that's one thing I miss tremendously, and I can't wait to get back in that atmosphere because it's very it's, – it's, it's, I'm not a big drug person. I've never done, like, any hardcore drugs or anything, but I've, I'm addicted to that adrenaline. It, there's nothing like it in the world to me. Is that something that, that you're addicted to as well, I would imagine? Oh, definitely. There's nothing like that, man. There's, I mean, there's this, it's a separation between yourself and everything. You're almost, for surreal. me, a lot of times, when it, yeah, when, when you're in it, it's surreal. And it's like, you can almost float above yourself and yeah. see it all happening. Everything kind of slows down a little bit. When you're really in the groove, you can almost manipulate the, the, the outcome of the whole entire situation yourself. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's really cool. The energy, man, is something else. That's something that I, I can't explain it, but you said like you're like almost floating above. Like I remember it, it, you always hear like in baseball when like a, uh, when a hitter's in a real groove and on a hot streak and like everything is just, they say that everything is slowed down. The ball's coming super slow. They're focused. They're, zone, like, they're just super honed in. I was like that for me, like wrestling when in the zone and like being out, go out in front of massive crowds. And, but you just like you, that energy, you just absorb it. And it's just, it's the most, yeah. I can't explain it to people, but it's the one thing I miss more than anything that and it's imagine when you guys are going out there performing these monster feats of strength, it, it, it's, there's nothing manlier in the world. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. It's we're, we're going out and fake fighting. You're going out there then lifting, you know, 1200 pounds. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. You're getting it. I can't even imagine how surreal that, that feeling is. But you mentioned going to England, and I was curious because I've been over there many times. The how do you feel about the food situation over there? Because it's one, the food is a lot different to me. It's, it, it depends, like how you look at it. Because I mean, we travel everywhere. I go to China a lot. Yeah, I go to Dubai again in in, in uh, October. You know, depending if you're comparing it to America, everything's shit, man. We just have the best. Like <laughs> you know, the best people come over here to learn the best ways to cook the best food. That's, yeah. that's what we are. We're America. But then. If you're comparing England to, like, most of Asia, fuck, it blows most of Asia out of the water. True. At least you can trust what you're eating, you know? You're yep. not going to get some weird bug. Have you been to so, India yet? No, that's the one That's the one place. There's, there's uh, India and uh, a couple little tiny spots that I still got on the map to hit. Yeah, so I've been there twice, and you got to be – that's the one place, and it's great. It's beautiful. You're going you're gonna to enjoy it over there. It's a whole, it's a whole different environment. With the like the riches mixed with the poor, and it, it but it, it's truly a sight to see. But the food, there was a wrestler, William Regal. He actually got a really, he almost died uh, over there. And I had to go do media one year by myself, and I had one security guard with me. And they told me they they said don't eat anything outside. They put me in a five star hotel, and the food there was great. But I would eat one big meal at the end of the day after all the media, and I brought uh, just a shit ton of like those those metrics 100 bars, I had a bag full of them and a bunch of protein powder and just got through. I was there for like five days, and then I would have like one big brick oven pizza at night to get some calories and a big steak, or they said it was steak, and then I, I don't know. And it tasted good, though, and then that, but I, I was, luckily, I was all right, but I remember at flying home, I had like a 17-hour flight, and I ran out of food. I ran out of everything, and I wasn't even thinking. I go. They had a subway at the airport. And I thought, oh, okay, this will be okay at Subway. And as they're making, I got like two foot long sandwiches. I saw bugs flying all over the food. And I go, ah, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pass. And I just walked away. I didn't eat. It didn't eat anything for 17 hours. I thought I was gonna die. 
Oh my god! So That's just be careful food. over there because I know you you eat a tremendous amount of food. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we had to do that same thing in Africa. We were in Botswana, and in South Africa is not so bad, but like Northern Africa is or Western Africa is pretty crazy. It's, it's like the only meat they really have is minced meat, and they'll oh. mix it with peppers. So like their meat will sit in a jar in in like a cabinet. They can get as hot as you want, and it'll last for years and years and years. Because it's just minced and mixed with a bunch of peppers. Wow. So, have you? <laughs> we weren't eating much of that. <laughs> you were saying, and, and to go back, because I know, and I was when I asked you about when you kind of figured out when you, when you had this incredible strength. You you grew up playing football, and did, so did that transition you into strongman? Essentially, just I imagine with the weightlifting, you you knew how strong you were at that. Were you just stronger yeah. than everybody else around you at that point? Yeah, I was always the strongest guy wherever I was, and then. You know, when I was bouncing after football had ended, um, a buddy of mine was obsessed with strongman. He was just clean obsessed with it. Wouldn't stop talking about it. I mean, to the point where, like, like we worked at a bar that was hopping, man. We, I mean, like, I worked with Willie Nelson and Rob Zombie and all these cool-ass people that would come through. And uh, my buddy Evan, he, would, he was so obsessed with strongman, there'd be, like, a pretty girl come and talk to him, and he'd tell her all about strongman. <laughs> that was his opening line. So uh, Uh, he ended up getting me to come to the gym one time and I just took off, man. Everything, everything clicked. And I went home and I I Googled strongman because I didn't know much about it. I mean, at that time, I think I was YouTubing or whatever. And, and it just, I just saw it as something I could do. I knew, I knew that was everybody in the world was saying like, Oh, you'll never make money at this. You'll never do this. Never do that. You're just, you're just going to get hurt and end up broke, you know? And yeah. I never once thought that I wasn't going to make it. Not not for a second. Did today's strongman, too, because I knew when I grew up growing up and watching the world's strongest man on TV, it, it, things are, have changed tremendously over the years have, for, the, for the talent and for the guys. I feel like things, like, and even in bodybuilding, I feel like money's slowly getting a little better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Is that the same? Like, strongman, yeah, there's I, a lot more opportunities, I would imagine, with social media and everything, TV today than even than 20 years ago well i mean we're changing the the whole math behind what brings eyes to the screens and and really it's not even screens as much as it's phones anymore yeah you know? that the is the new tv is, we're, we're literally talking on a podcast right now which i mean 10 years ago everybody would be like what the fuck is that yep so Clueless. It, it's a whole new world and people that didn't have opportunities before are getting them and and now because we're being seen and people are realizing that that a lot of fans enjoy watching us do this. We got a TV show and on the History Channel. We've got contracts with companies that we've never even spoken to before. We're just we're inching our way higher and higher up that ladder of uh, of sports athletics, and it it feels good to be a part of that. Like it's like wrestling did that over and over. Like when I was a kid, wrestling got huge, yep. right? And uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant took over the fucking world. Yep. And then it, it dropped down a little bit for a little while. And then it took some guys to, to bring it back. And then all of a sudden it was bigger than it had ever been. You know, and it, it feels like right now we're, we're rising and we're getting bigger and bigger. And I don't, I don't see the end in sight, man. No, and that's something I was going to say, the strongest man in history on the History Channel. How did that come about with you? Because it's you and Nick Best, uh, Brian Shaw, and Eddie Hall. Nick, I actually, is here in Vegas. I met Nick at a, at a Walgreens. 
years ago when I was still with WWE, I was like on a day off. I ran in and I run into this giant of a man and we're just staring at each other. And I'm thinking like, fuck, he looks like we look kind of similar. And he, and he yeah, he's yeah. bigger than me, though. But he he goes, he was, he goes, oh, it's good to meet you. And uh, he goes, everyone thinks I'm you. <laughs> I go, I think you're a little bigger. And we we talked for a while. I was like, man, what a great fucking guy and exchange numbers. And but it, it made me really happy to see him be a part of that. How did that all come about getting you for specifically for this show? Because you guys I've watched and seen different clips of the show. I absolutely love it. I, as soon as I was looking at it, I go, this is, there's so much potential for this with these four just enormous human beings, but showing the human side of things too, on top of the, the freakish strength. It, to me, it, it's a layup for like, this is going to be a huge success. I would imagine moving forward. Yeah, it, it's done really well, man. I, I, I thank you for the introduction on it. The numbers on it have come back really positive. We've got the youngest audience, the, the History Channel captures. We've got huge, just the little clips they put up on YouTube. The History Channel has its own YouTube page, and they put a lot of clips of the show on there, like you were saying. Yeah. And people just flock to them and loving on them. Our, our Amazon sales, like, right, people who don't have cable, and, and even if you do have cable, you can buy the show on Amazon. It's like $1.99 uh, for the whole series okay. of the Strongest Man in History. So, like, the numbers on across all of that stuff has been just people have loved us up and been really receptive to it. And it came about because we had done a couple pilots. The, the four of us separately had done a few things and, and everyone looked at it and, and saw potential, but nobody knew what to do. They are all doing this whole, like, you know, like every other show, let's have them all live in the same house or, yeah. or let's, let's, let's do like this type of thing. Or that. And it's all derivative. I'll say, I'll be nice. I'll say it was derivative, <laughs> but with, with this one, we have, um, we had Rob and Brian, the producers for it, had created this, and they they had created and and worked on Duck Dynasty. That like that was that was their calling okay. card. They they created that show, so they saw it. They were they were obsessed with what we could do, but then looking into it, they were also so excited to hear about the stories of some of the characters we bring to life. Like our finale was in Virginia with with Peter Francisco, and Peter Francisco was a slave. In, in Colombia or in Puerto Rico. I can't remember where he was a slave, but he was a slave, and then he washed up on American shore, became a soldier in the Revolutionary War, ended up fighting alongside George Washington. This guy was six foot ten, three 320 pounds, in a time where people were tiny. Yeah. Like, they, people were not that big. And this guy was pulling people off of, his, off of their horses in the middle of battles and, and everything. And on his gravestone, there's a quote from George Washington that says, he was a one-man army, and the war would not have gone the same way without him. Wow. I mean, to get to tell that guy's story to everyone watching the History Channel, man, that, like, even right now gives me goosebumps. I feel like we didn't proud. Absolutely. And that's something I think you guys, and I was watching, like, cause you guys all compete against each other in real life at these events. But then you guys, for this show, you, you come together, and, and you're still competing kind of in a way in, in, on the show. But I like for me, and I was so watching too with like Nick. I, I love this scene. It was I'm watching it, and I I go fuck. Like whenever I hate it, like it, like something gets me. Nick like failed the 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 the, the fucking squat with the money with the, yeah. the Paul Anderson squat mm -hmm. deal. The silver silver dollar squat. Yeah, in Georgia. Yep. And I'm watching that, and you guys all got it, and, and Nick, and I know Nick is a hell of a squatter, and I I go fuck, and then when like just that whole scene was so powerful, and like. You guys like Nick, like not 
wanting to he wanted to do it again and you guys like showing that support for him was it was really cool i thought and then he did it so fucking easy that second time but it was like just little things like that i think can connect with people showing that uh, just four larger than life human beings you know what i mean i, I just think the whole dynamic of the show is, is money yeah yeah that was a cool episode and we do that a lot we push each other we we did that one in georgia that was for paul anderson who was just an american legend he He's the reason why football players and other athletes lift weights now. Before him, everyone thought that it was it was bad for yeah. your athleticism. It would make you bulky, everything. Even offensive linemen didn't touch weights. Yeah. So it, it was cool to talk about him. We did, we did this thing in London out in front of a pub in the middle of downtown London. In the middle of the day, we built this giant apparatus to lift up barrels of whiskey, like on a, a yoke bar. Okay. And we ended up breaking, breaking world, well, Brian uh, broke a world record out there in front of a thousand of people who just gathered in the middle of the street while we're telling stories about this guy who was, who was a strong man out of necessity. He would, he would bring people into the pub he owned by doing feats of strength. And this man, this man died without a penny, without any recognition, wow. but is one of the strongest people who have ever lived. So it's to us, we get emotionally invested in everything. And that's why Nick wanted to hit that squat. Like we're all competitive, but Nick didn't want to fail out on, on representing Paul Anderson. Yeah. And he did, man. He, he buried it the second time. That's what it, that to me. And you could see that emotion in his eyes and that that's the powerful stuff. I go, so you guys, I take it. This is, is picked up for a second season. I would imagine then. Well, I mean, I, I, they don't know yet. We are, we are in the middle. Are you asking me questions that are from my manager? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Well, I hope you guys get a sec. You deserve to have a second season. I would imagine with all of this, which I, I imagine I would, will I happen. Would, I would say we feel. I would say we feel confident right now. Yes. That's okay. I got you. I'm with you on that one. Did you have for yeah. you guys too? Because I know for me, like traveling and like you're so, I feel like when WWE and stuff, you're a whole other level of, of big. You're you're monster category. And six foot seven is that like? Do you have difficulty traveling all the time and on airplanes with the leg room and things? Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. I mean, the the, the nice thing about the show is is we got it in our contracts where we all fly first class. Yeah. But even then. It's still tight, man. I mean, you you don't go to the bathroom on a plane. I mean, the only time you go to the bathroom is when you're flying overseas. And, you know, like half the time we get one of the guys to stand at the door. So we block it while we go in. Cause <laughs> you can't shut the, the door. door. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you're 6'7", 4'10". Is that what you're you correct on you? Yeah, I'm, I'm more like 6'7 and a half. I, I was... When I when I was playing football, I got measured at the free agent combine at, at six eight and a quarter. But strong man has slowly uh, shrunk me down a little. Oh wow, that's man. It's still, I would imagine does does that hurt you at all? Anything a bit with strong man? Is there anything that your height kind of works against you on? Uh, it, it, my build specifically messes me up on deadlifts, but that's that's just you know we all have little things like that because I'm I'm tall. I've got a big barrel chest and I've got average arms. So for me, like I can press everything, anything. Like I'm a presser. Yep. But like deadlift, my my legs and my upper body are so long compared to my arms. I've I've got to pull in a weird position just to make sure it's not on my low back. And I'm slowly getting better and better at that. Okay. Did you guys with with two and traveling together? Because I know like with wrestlers, 
like if we go out alone, but if you go when you hang out with other wrestlers, it almost the attention just amplifies amplifies. Is it the same <laughs> when you guys are together? I imagine you guys can't go anywhere without now with the size of you guys if you guys are together. Is that a problem when you guys are together at all? Or a good for problem? Sure, yeah. But when we're together, it's like for some reason People who would never approach you when you're alone, they'll approach you if there's four. It's like yep, yep. A, That's a where I was getting. <laughs> <laughs> you got a herd of a herd of gorillas is safer than the one lone gorilla. <laughs> because nobody wants to be you the know. bad guy in front of everybody else. So everyone, you look around and okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 not too bad though. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm always just grateful for for the chance to even be able to do this, man. Like yeah. only. I only got into the sport because I, I mean, I was good at it and I fell in love with it, but I just, I didn't want to work a nine to five. I always felt like there was something else out there. Absolutely. I, I, I'm just, I always, I don't even have to remind myself. I always just remember how lucky I am. So yeah, no, that's, I'm, I don't worry. People can come say hi. Yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's a, it's a good thing. That's why that's what I say. It's a good problem to have because it can oh, be yeah. over at any time and, I've been through it several times with injuries and having it taken away and whatnot. It, it could be, you just never know how long it, it, it's ever going to last. But anything have injuries for you? Have you remained relatively injury free up to this point or, or minimal? I've been, I've been lucky. I've been lucky for most part. I mean, uh, I did tear my, I ripped, I didn't tear. I exploded my bicep tendon, uh, the day before we filmed the pilot for this TV show. Oh shit. So I, yeah, you know, I, 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 I blew it off and I looked up in my arm and I was like, Oh fuck. And then, you know, I flipped out a little bit and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? But you know, you don't, you don't walk away from the table right before they serve dinner, you know? Yeah. So I, I took a shower. I jumped on a plane and I went and filmed the pilot where we carried 300 pound water barrels up a hill. I flipped over boats, like tires, like rowboats and stuff and used my bicep the entire time with a huge amount of pain just to get the pilot done. And then we got the opportunity, and I went and got surgery on it the next week. But other than that, I haven't had to have surgery. You know, little nicks and bruises here and there. You know, I'm sure I'm sure my body's going to be mad at me by the time I slow down. But yeah, uh, was that in your shoulder or elbow? The bicep, t- or it was was it the the upper in your shoulder bicep tendon or the nope, lower lower lower, lower distal? Yeah. Did your bicep roll all the way up on you on that too? It moved point uh, one point one millimeter okay but exploded didn't even creep up the guy said i was so dense it just sat there and <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is it didn't tear like most people they tear off the bone i still had tendon on the bone and tendon ripped off up in my arm so like wow like it was, it was i was a little impressed with myself i was going i was training for uh, uh axle log uh, axle press and i was cleaning it and it just it was I should have been resting when I was training, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. I was going to ask you, too, because I, I saw a post on you on Instagram about, and I, this is how I knew when I, when I because, like, I always like to follow somebody. That's why I love social media now. There's so much good, and you can get connected with so many fucking people now, it, like unlike any other time. But, like, I'll follow someone for a while and see, because, like, sometimes I'll follow somebody, and I'm not really, if I don't, if I don't, like, feel like I vibe with them at all, I was just like, okay, they're not for me. But I remember I saw the the hot dog post you posted with, with your kid, and I go, man, what a fucking good dude! Like, right? It, it's funny you get to see, like, is it with you and your family now, like training? Because like, I know for me and everything, and, and taking on all this different stuff, I like my big concern is going back to wrestling and be able to dedicate enough time. 
with everything that I'm doing to, to, to succeed at a high level. Having a family, is that now for you balancing everything? Is that something that, that it, every day is a challenge for you to try to maintain that balance? I I, I think I got uh, had a little bit of a different twist to it because my – see, wrestling, you guys, your schedule is, is crazier than anything I've ever seen. So it's not it's not like I'm living that that schedule. When family my when my son was born and when everything started changing, really he took place of all the all the excess shit that didn't ever help me succeed. You know? He yeah. kinda he kinda showed up and filled a hole that I was I was shoving garbage into thinking it would stick. And now, I mean, I'm I'm either at the gym or I'm hanging out with my dudes or you know, I'll be I'll be sitting here icing and, and he's playing with his dinosaurs, you know. Yep. So like I don't I don't I don't need any of the other stuff and it's it's been it's actually it's great the schedule that I have I mean I I I, I woke up at eleven today, man. I, I don't have shit to do unless unless it's a training day and yeah. on training days I, I spend four hours in the gym and how many how many people work four hours a day, four days a week? Like yeah, that's, no, it's that's all I do. When you break it down like that, yeah. What is your diet too with that with your training right now? Like with the calories, what what kind of diet are you following typically? Uh, I follow a lot of Stan Efferding's diet. Yeah, I, I know I Stan. Yep. A lot of that. I do, I do a lot of my own stuff. I basically just learn my body, and so um, I stick to you know his, his solid stuff. Is you know he's got the the lean red meat, rice, and white peppers. rice, and the chicken broth, bone broth, right? Yep. Yep, and I stick to that. I don't do the bone broth or anything anymore because I'm I'm a super uh, endomorph or yep. is it ecto in, endomorph? I'm endomorph. Yeah, so if you're an ectomorph, is, you're the biggest I'm, fucking ectomorph I've ever seen. <laughs> right, right. So my body, like I can diet hard, and I'll be a little bit like like I am right now, which is kind of lean, and I'm still 410 pounds. Yeah, I don't I don't need to be 460. I don't. I don't like going up the stairs at four fifteen. You know, like yeah. I, I don't want to get any bigger. So I don't do the. I don't need the bone broth or any of the extra calories. I try to. I try to skip dessert as often as I can. <laughs> if I do eat dessert, I, I'll make sure I get a little extra hiking or something in it. You mentioned too. I wanted to ask you, uh, like slowing down eventually, because that's something I always look at. And like for me, and getting through injuries and and. I trademark my nickname is the big guy, and I I had to like learn for me with injuries like to because like right now I'm going on I got to do six weeks of no weights because I've had my final stem cell procedures which hopefully will allow me to return to the ring. But we oftentimes see like in like bodybuilding and in powerlifting, I think we bigger guys and you're so large. I think you're so and you're so tall though. But like big guy identity, do you when you slow down? Do you think you'll be all right? Like. If you never, if you didn't look the same when you stopped competing, would that bother you? Do you think, or are you so content um, and peace at peace with everything and just enjoying the ride that you're not that it's not going to phase you? You think that's a great that's a great question. That's a big insight to uh, a big guy's life and, and thought process. For me, I'm looking at it, and obviously, you don't know shit till you get in it, right? Yeah, so gonna, I'm going to figure it out when I get there. But the way I see it. I can't, I can't really stop training as a whole or my body will fucking die. Like mm-hmm. my, my hips and my back get so tight when I don't train. If I take, if I take a, any more than two, three days off, my body flips out. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden sitting down is a chore. So I'm always going to be in the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to have to take care of myself that way. Um, I'm going to do stem cells the same way you did. And 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't I the when I eat less and and just focus on myself, my body looks better normally than it does now because right now I'm trying to be uh, like big and strong, which is doesn't equal pretty as often as I like to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> strong and pretty uh, is that the... <laughs> you know it. But um, see what you guys do. You guys have that whole. You guys have a different thing. You got like. You need that big, strong, able to throw people around, but still a body bodybuilder aesthetic to it. Yeah, in the when conditioning, got, wrestling has that, that. The conditioning aspect of wrestling is something most people don't understand. It, it, and the bigger you are, that's like a lot of the things you guys do with those challenges. You got to have some conditioning because it fucking blows you up when you when you incorporate. That's like wrestling. In the way wrestling is now, it's like it, it's it's being built more for smaller guys. That the pace and the style. Where bigger guys, right. like if it's a real fight, you could just fucking end it, hopefully as quickly as possible. But in wrestling, big guys have to have the conditioning of a little guy to wrestle the same amount of time because it's predetermined. And you got, if you got to go do 20 minutes, you got to go do 20 minutes. So it's like, you got to find that fucking balance of endurance and strength. That's always, and I had to make some adjustments when I, for me, when I had my success, like I have to do a shit ton of burpees when I wrestle. The, the more muscle you have, the more oxygen you need, you burn through. So I had, I learned for me, burpees became my best friend, and I kind of had to adjust my training over the years a little bit on that end. But it, it's a whole different ball game on that. Right. Plus, you're probably like eating a whole different style <laughs> of diet. You're eating probably cleaner. <clears throat> yeah, that's because especially like yeah, for me, because my identity is being in shape. That's what I was introduced as, and that's always like. So I always am trying to, I'm always trying to keep my abs, even though I, I wrestle in a fucking singlet. I, you, I want to be, if, if you're not in shape in a singlet, it'll show really bad with those things. So like, you got to be, I always just try to stay in, in peak shape. It's, it's like, it's a whole different thing with that. But you know, it's nowadays wrestling has changed quite a bit. I don't know if you keep up with it still. Are you actually, are you, you're friends with a uh, big Braun, right? Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. Braun Strowman is a good friend of mine. Actually, uh, my third competition I'd ever done was the Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Amateur World Championship. Okay. Where uh, I got 10th place, and he had won that. So he's an amateur world champion strongman. He was he was no joke, man. You should have seen him back in the day. I mean, he, he was even right bigger now, back then, right? Say that again? He was a lot bigger back then, too, compared to now. He's a lot leaner now, right? Yeah, he's definitely leaned up, you know? I mean, especially as of late, he's been working with the uh, – uh, was is it, it's not Flex Wheeler, is it? Um, it's he's somebody, working with somebody, a, nu- a nutritionist or somebody yeah. too, because he's leaned up a lot. Yeah, he looks great, man. Yeah, and, and what's great about his is he almost he was getting injured a lot when he first. When I, he first I was there for in. that. Yep. And and he pulled through it and figured it out, and man, he he's the showstopper now, man. He's up at the top of that food chain with everybody else. Yeah, no, he's done a great job. He actually was up there, and I'd wrestled him a few times when he was part of the Wyatt family deal. And I remember his like his knees were always bothering him, and were traveling. And, and I remember everybody. The thing was, it was like, is he going to be able to hold up? Because of you see that like Mark Henry, especially with the powerlifting, it, it does it takes such a toll on your body. And like Mark had a lot of injuries early on, and then Mark it took Mark a while. Then Mark figured it out eventually and whatnot but braun man took it to another level because he can actually move really fucking well for especially for yep. a guy that size he he is fucking enormous 
and uh, he dropped some weight. And it looked like it, I watch him now. It's such a difference from when he first came up there. It's he's he's come a long ways, and and he's 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 very popular with the crowd and been used very well. Like, I'm very happy for him. He's he's held his own very well, and there's not a lot of guys that size anymore in pro wrestling. Right, and the, and the truth is, is uh, I think I, I again I I don't know I know a, a lot about wrestling, and I'm I'm very uh, huge fan for a long time. I don't know everything about where things are right now. So if I, I know there's a lot of behind the stage rules about things. I don't know how it all works. So if I offend anyone by what I say about people, I don't mean any uh, offense by it, but triple H, I, I feel like, like what he's done has just been amazing. Like it just, they've gone to a smaller category in most cases, but you know, you could see that he's got a good eye for talent. The wrestling right now compared to like, I, I'd say it's on an upswing. I say it's it's building and it's doing really well and you know even when some outside of the ring type of bad shit happens they always rally behind it. I I think uh, I, I think I think they've just really shown that uh, that they know how to run the reins. You know, Vince is I don't know how far he stepped back, but I I'm I'm pretty sure he's at least given up some of the reins right now. And and Triple H has done a fucking good job. I just give him that. Yeah, no, that's one of the things though. It's a, so. There's like in the bronze, a good example. They, and I know for my time, because I butted heads with them on multiple things, and they, uh, they, they don't want any big marquee names anymore. That's kind of the thing. They, they don't want any more John Cena's Rock, Stone Cold. But uh, with the AEW, the other promotion coming around, things are kind of changing and they're having to mix things up a little and they're starting to have to put out a little bit better product in pushing talent a little more. I'm hoping, like, like Braun, like Braun was red hot about a year ago, maybe a little over that like really, really red hot, and they should have put the title on them, and they didn't. And there were some, like, they've made some mistakes on that end. But, like, there's, because the, the talent overall is a lot smaller these days. But I feel like, and this was my thing there, when you have larger-than-life characters and superstars that are known worldwide, you stand out, and you got, and they're very believable characters, like a Braun-type character. You have to maximize their potential and make them as big of a star as possible because it only helps the brand and whatnot, and and sometimes I feel like they've they've not done that with certain guys at different key moments and whatnot. But like they mm-hmm. they run that place business wise, they're making more money than ever from a business standpoint. So, and I know right. Vince is still very hands on. It, it's but Hunter's definitely taken a lot of responsibility over the years and done a great job. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I actually uh, I'm really close with Bill Goldberg. He's a, a good friend of mine. Okay, I worked with him. Uh, when he had his comeback, he uh, did WrestleMania with Brock. And I worked with him for that and then uh, came out the Survivor Series. I met Triple H and, and, and uh, Vince and Shannon and, and everybody and had a blast. But, um, you know, I, I'm curious. What do you think? What do you think their reasoning behind not having, like, that standout star would be? I mean, two two parts because, one, I mean, is it just, Simply because they're afraid that person will have too much power. Yes. And two, what what about the fact that they got Brock Lesnar? I mean, Brock Lesnar is that person, you know? Yeah, no. So Brock is that person, but Brock had Brock left and got himself over in the UFC, and where he's Brock has in his contract. Brock is the only guy that has essentially got like a built-in protection with his contract. I would imagine to some degree. Where Brock, I love Brock because Brock hates pro wrestling, <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit, and he he it's. 
he makes more money than anybody. But for like regular, I'm talking about like the talent that have come up through the system. They don't want they they try to limit the amount of guys that get really really over on a grand scale because one it's a they've been burned in the past and I guess you have to be in that atmosphere. It's a if you were in that environment for just three months, you would understand kind of a little more what I'm talking about, or even six months or a year, and seeing the the things that kind of go on there. They just try to keep the power within and. Because certain guys have have burned them in the past, but it's because of the way they treat talent at different times. And let, you got to be there to kind of experience it and see. And, and from all the guys I talked to, and it happens to everybody. And it, ha- it happened to Austin even when Austin was there. I've heard stories of what like how Vince would would try to fuck with him at times. And at the end of the day, you're working for this other guy. It's his company. He makes the final decisions. And you know you, you're grateful for what you get on things, but it's. At the end of the day, all your success, it doesn't matter what you do, falls on whether he wants you to quote-unquote win or lose certain matches and whatnot. And so if you watch the pattern of guys, typically what happens when guys get red hot, then they lose big matches, and then that kind of prevents them from reaching the next tier of of that mm-hmm. level. Brock is one of the only guys that is really, really broke out of that that's not in that. But Brock also, though... Brock is his own thing. Like Brock's is a freak thing in my opinion. And he's a once in a lifetime athlete, but he's also, I don't think stone cold of the rock uh, from a, from an entertainment popularity standpoint, as far as okay. like, yeah, I'm talking like within the world of pro wrestling and maybe. In, in, yeah, totally. I understand what you're yeah, saying, but I, I think he, it, when today's day and age, he's the top dog of all that in his own right. And he's a huge draw, you know, fighting and all that, but it's, it's a weird thing. It's a hard thing to explain. And I can only talk from my experience and what I went through and seeing things and being told certain things. And it's a, just a different environment. And it, it's, I think a lot of that comes down to, you got to really, there was no competition for wrestling for W for all of my generation of guys. We had no, we had nowhere to go. So if it, you don't play by the rules and do what you're told, you make no money essentially. So you have very little negotiating power and they really, once they bought out WCW, they, that's when they really started manipulating the guys a lot more because they never they no longer had any options. But in this day and age now, and this was one of my things when I left and the injuries played a big part of it, with social media now, now there's nobody, and Nick, you mentioned it earlier, if you just hustle and bust your ass, you can fucking be a huge success story without having to work for anybody else. Like it's There's no filter anymore on anything. If you can, like, you know, YouTube is one thing. I just signed up. I got my YouTube a few months ago and hired a professional to run it, and it's finally fucking growing now. Doing some fucking food videos and shit to get people, my audience that I lost when I left wrestling in. But there's nobody. I could put anything on my YouTube channel now, and I work for myself. I could wake up whenever I want to wake up and go to bed when I want to go to bed. And income is now coming in because we now don't have to be a major TV star to make money anymore. All we have to do is go sign up, make a social media account in YouTube, and if people like us, they're going to follow us. Or if we put out good content, you know, like you, for instance, say you never got into strongman or did anything, but you just fucking just put huge feats of strength on social media and YouTube. I guarantee you, you would still have a massive following of people that would just be drawn to you. You know what I mean? That and you would be making money, and you wouldn't technically have to work for anybody or do you know what I mean? Like we, anybody has that option now if we choose to take it, but we, we it's definitely, we just live in a, a different day and age with all that. But like WWE, man, they're great on many different things, but it's just kind of, you got to be in that, 
environment for a bit to kind of see it, I feel like. Because everybody there knows what I'm talking about. But if you're never in it, it's really hard to understand it sometimes because it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. But it's it's just the way that it is. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've been around it, I've been around it enough to, to at least piece things together. But it's, uh, you know, I still, I mean, it's always been just a dream of mine since I was a kid to be able to just pop off in a square circle and, and fight somebody sooner or later, you know? I was cool. going to ask you that. If you think, yeah, how do you think you have a, is that something you, that would interest you to get in there and to, to do something with like the WWE? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I I'm telling you, I could, I could literally geek out with you right now and just go over my favorite matches, my favorite quotes, my favorite wrestlers, like I, 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 when I was a kid, we didn't have TV when I was little. And my, the first things I ever watched on television was my aunt worked at a casino where they'd get all the pay-per-views yep. and she'd record all of them. So the only TV I had as a child were VHS tapes of, of WrestleManias. And, and my favorite as a kid was King of the Ring. Yep. Me too. You know, the, when, when Brett, the Hitman Hart won King of the Ring and yep. then the year that Stone Cold won King of the Ring and all those, man, like. I, I was obsessed. I mean, my parents, they started doing this thing where my mom would bet me. She'd say, okay, if you don't talk about wrestling for uh, 45 minutes, I'll give you $5. <laughs> and I'd never win the bet. I'd never once win the bet. I had, I had Hulk Hogan's cassette tape of him singing songs. And I have that. And that, that was like the music I'd listen to was even wrestling, you know? Yeah. Did you, ever, you ever hear that album that Hulk Hogan made? Trying the would back was it the one with Vince and all them with all the other wrestlers. Uh, I don't think any other wrestlers were on it. I mean, they might have been. There was a music I, video I they all like, did. Like Vince was in it too, but that was that's something different. Mm, well, maybe that music video was one of the songs off of it. Yeah, I remember like there were songs about him like walking on the beach and this this hot girl wanted mouth to mouth resuscitation <laughs> and, and all this stuff. You know, like I was. I was I was into it, man. I still I still love that stuff. I mean, when I first met Goldberg, I, I was geeked out for for at least a day and a half. You know, I was staying at his house. How did you get in contact with? How did you meet Bill? I'm really close with CT Fletcher. Yep, I just had him on. Awesome uh, guy. Yeah. Oh man, such a good dude. Yes. And the thing is, is like it, it's it's so cool when you get to know him because him at home, man. Him off the camera, he's such a sweet sensitive man like he's 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 rough around the edges he's got he's got his spots and he's got his things but like that man if he cares about you he's not half-assing that either he's, he's full genuine he, yeah yep. genuine's a great word and he took he took Tammy when I first got into strength athletics and uh I believe he introduced me to Bill or or something and then I or we talked on the phone and then I went to a charity baseball game where we were raising money for um, for a bunch of, of uh, high school athletes and stuff like that, and Goldberg was there. And so we we were messing around, or it might have been a flag football game. I don't know. We we did a we did a couple of different things like that, and and uh, immediately Bill and I were were face to face in front of everybody, like you know whispering talking shit to each other but doing a stare down for the crowd and uh oh it was it was awesome man that's that's my shit right there if you had to wrestle if you had to pick one opponent for your for your one match if you did one match who would who would you be your your dream opponent i guess for for you to get in the ring oh i right now 
I'd say Braun Strowman and I would have to be tag team partners that end up turning on each other. <laughs> and uh, we got to go toe to toe. You're, you're definitely kind of, I love it already. Tag match turning on your partner, the strong man history. You're, I think you, you might have a bright future in this. Fuck yeah. And, and the buried alive match is, is going to be hardcore too, man. No, no <laughs> pussy putting with that shit. I love it. The, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you got to go get a massage. I always ask everybody on here, though, if there's uh, one piece of advice you could give the listeners uh, out there that's helped you the most in your life, you narrow it down to one, what would that be? Uh, can I do two? I'm not going to tell you no. You're much bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like we said earlier, Dive all in, man. Whatever the fuck it is, if you want to be uh, a wrestler, a strongman, an underwater basket weaver, whatever the fuck you want in this life, go full in. No yep. plan B. Let it all hang, man. Just whatever it is. Because what if that's what you're supposed to do with your life and there's only one way of making it? And the second thing is have fun. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. And that comes from feeling good on the inside and the outside. If your priorities are straight, your mind is straight, your body is taken care of, you're you're really living the best life you can. And if that's what you're doing, man, then keep doing it. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. And for everybody, you're Robert Oberst on Instagram, correct? Is there any other things that you want to go ahead and mention to where to follow you or any of the social media accounts or websites? That's it, man. Robert Oberst, uh, O-B-E-R-S-T. And, uh, you know, whatever social media you use. And if you guys want to go on uh, the History Channel's YouTube and, and see those video clips and all that kind of stuff, that's always cool, too. So. Yeah, and whatever whatever you're in, if you're on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, it's just Robert Overs. Good deal, and that's the strongest man in history for everybody listening on YouTube to go ahead and, and check out all those videos on that. Robert, man, thank you very much for joining the show. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, brother, thanks for having me. All right, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? It's the big guy Ryback, and I want to tell you guys about this exciting new company I'm working with. Recently, I've been dealing with pain in both my back and shoulder, as you know and other areas of the body. Recently, I've been doing the stem cell therapy here in the United States, but I decided I wanted to take my recovery up a notch. And that's when I came across a stem cell facility located in Medellin, Colombia, called BioAccelerator. BioAccelerator is the global leader in stem cell therapy. They offer a state-of-the-art medical facility with the ability to treat patients with tens of millions of active adult stem cells to help them recover from injury and major medical complications. BioAccelerator currently offers treatments for a variety of conditions ranging from orthopedic injury, spine and disc injury, chronic pain, ED, and even severe autoimmune disease. BioAccelerator also has something for you men and women out there who are looking to stay in the game and keep yourself looking young and feeling youthful. Ask about their anti-aging and rejuvenation treatments as well. I will be tracking my progress as I go through the treatment, as you guys have seen with BioAccelerator, and giving you, the audience, updates as I heal and overcome these injuries on my journey back to the ring. If you or someone you know suffers from a life of pain or complications due to a major medical condition, join the likes of UFC Hall of Famer Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, WWE stars like Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio, and myself. You can contact BioAccelerator directly, guys. As for my personal friend, David Truitt, he's the one who has reached out to me and helped me from the very beginning. He will help you through the consultation process with the same level of care and expertise as he did for me. Start your path to wellness and become a BioX man or BioX woman today at www.stemcells.com. 
bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. That's bioaccelerator, B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R, www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we're back. We got Raj Geary here this week with Wrestling Inc. with the Wrestling Report. How you doing? Good, Ryback. How are you? Doing very good, very good. Got a, got a long day ahead, but it's uh, that's the norm around here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to just be uh, insanely busy here on out. I don't know how you do it. You're, you're <laughs> the amount <laughs> of pro just... wrestling, but it's uh, that's a good problem, I guess. You get to pick and choose. You got to cover everything, actually. What am I talking about? You can't just pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to cover right now, and uh, but it's it's better than uh, having nothing to cover. So it is, it's not a good. bad problem to have. But yeah, I, I mean, just another crazy, crazy busy week. Um, so much going on right now. One of the more interesting stories this past week is that Enzo Amore and Big Cass are reportedly in talks for a return to WWE, presumably for the NXT brand. Uh, it was a uh, reported in the Observer uh, that. They have been made offers to be top stars on NXT when they move to Wednesday nights in a couple of weeks. There hasn't been any word yet if they've officially accepted. Uh, they have been, Cass has been turning down some indie dates. Uh, Enzo, we actually had an interview with him just last week, which is available uh, on Wrestling Inc. But he talked about, you know, the WWE possibly returning. He said he's absolutely interested at some point, but he does not want to handle the schedule. Obviously, NXT would help. Uh, alleviate some of that right back your thoughts i mean i think this shows that you know the door is never is never closed said that from the beginning it's never closed you that's why don't live your life in fear and there were especially now in this day and age in pro wrestling if they bring back those two guys i'm telling you and we hear and we've seen time and time again with people that have left and they will oh, they'll never be back they'll never be back and they'll never allow them back and it there's always an opportunity but i think that they they uh that'd be great for NXT for them. And I'm happy for them to to get that opportunity. I think they obviously I thought Enzo did great on his own, but I think that's a combo pairing. That that's uh it's to me, you know, like with Alberto Del Rio when he had Ricardo with him, I loved like that combo when they split him up and Ricardo's not a wrestler, or he is a wrestler, but that his role there, I always like loved them together. I, I thought that was a pairing that should have always stayed together. And maybe they, they had a little breakup and get back, but I love Enzo and Cass together. I think they uh, enhance each other significantly when they're around each other. And I think 
Cass is much better off having Enzo around, even though I like Cass on his own overtime, you know, is more than capable as well in being a big man. But I think they're going to getting them to NXT is huge as far as the ratings go. I think not that those two are going to draw in huge ratings in the way that TV is now, but I think that overall they enhance that brand significantly and uh, they're, they're best utilized on that brand probably together yeah. to combat yeah. AEW. Yeah, uh, they had made a cameo at the ROH uh, event at Madison Square Garden this past April. It got a huge reaction online. ROH fans didn't like it. They complained with uh, Enzo and Cass weren't used again. So this probably uh, this looks like it works out in their favor. Absolutely. It's in this day and age in pro wrestling, and it's it's entertainment too, especially in WWE. And it's wrestling. It's entertainment. Yeah, they are able to showcase their abilities best in WWE. As far as and I think they could go any they would they would enhance any brand together going together and whatnot. So it's uh, a, a good reaction or bad reaction, still good no matter where you go. So and they're able to get that. Yeah. Uh, another big story from uh, from last week uh, was CM Punk. He uh, did a promo, an in ring promo, which was the first time he's done something like that since he left WWE. He uh, you know took you know poked some fun at. You know, the way Aleister Black sits by sitting like him for a second, saying, doesn't everyone sit like this now? Made a joke about The Undertaker and Kurt Angle canceling their appearances at uh, StarCast. But yeah, he uh, there he was in the ring. I think a lot of people (laughs) never thought they'd see that again. Uh, What were your thoughts on his promo? Well, I'm glad he got. He apparently got $20,000 for that little role that he did from Conrad, too, (laughs) seeing that the... uh, no, I thought it was it was probably done to get people talking, obviously, and and we're talking about it on here and the to sell tickets because he's doing the pay per view with this. They're doing a pay per view, or is it part of the pay per view of him signing autographs? Is that what it is? Yeah, well, it's him. Uh, he's doing the the it was the panel that he did, and th- that was on pay per view. Have they done that already, or is that is that that's on the the day? Starcast? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just a way to kind of enhance all that and hype that and probably get people talking to probably get some more pay-per-view sales uh with this that uh is he gonna possibly do something in the ring mm-hmm. having him that it kind of i think it was just a kind of a hype and maybe he does maybe maybe he's uh more welcoming at this point to it i don't know but yeah. clearly there is i'm sure there is a relationship of some sorts with him and those guys and they've talked about it so and when there is a relationship it, it's all it takes is one conversation to get something done you know and it could be it's in chicago if he's going to do something on a one-time appearance to kind of get his feet wet and see, that would be the place to guaranteed great reaction. You know, right. why not? So, and if the money's right, I don't, I don't see him saying no. Right. Absolutely. Even though apparently he's had offers in the past that he's, he's turned down, but uh, we'll see. I, and who knows what his USC contract is like also. Um, and he has other commitments. He's doing the announcing for the other thing, you know? So, but again, if it's just a one-time appearance thing, right. Where he comes out and hits a GTS on somebody and cuts a promo, you never know. And everyone, it would be the talk of the pay per view. Yeah, that yeah. reaction, you know. So there's, I think that what they did was brilliant, and to get even more people to tune in his his fans to maybe possibly see him. Yeah. And speaking of Starcast, John Moxley was forced to withdraw. Um, he was also out of All Out. He had a match against Kenny Omega. Uh, Pac taking his place. 
Moxley has a bad case of MRSA in his elbow, uh, but he's only expected to be out of action for four weeks, so he should he'll he should be in back in time for uh, when AEW starts TV in October. So a, a temporary setback, but he'll be back, uh, you know, during the hot period on when they go to a, a TNT on October second. Yeah, but I, I think in the, Mercer's extremely serious, and they, he had that before, and that that's not a good thing that that came back. I think four weeks. There were that kind of thing and having the staph infection that I had and it wasn't MRSA, I was at the mercy. Like if I would have had it, I think a week longer, I was going to, I was going to have to drop the IC title. It was stressful because I had no control over it. And it was, I put a picture up, it was all ballooned up and he battled that before that staph infection. Sometimes these things, oftentimes they have a mind of their own and there's nothing like, and with antibiotics and they're going in and I know they're going to clean it all out. And that's probably the estimated time if everything goes well. There's always the possibility that they clean it out and they don't get all the infection. And this is just, I'm praying to God that's not the case and that he gets it and he's completely fine and he, everything is, stays on track for that and for the, I want him to be a part of that on, on the AEW on TNT. But there is the realistic possibility that these things don't go away and, and they, 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 they're extremely serious. So and I just hope for his well-being. Then I don't know how it came back, but, you know, he's in. The, the dangerous thing about this, too, is um, when you're in those wrestling rings, they're so dirty, Raj, and you get you get cuts all over all, all the time. I remember when I got my staff, I the, that weekend before I was wrestling Big Show, and my thumb, I ended up taking the skin off my thumb, and, and I remember it happened, in, I don't know if it was something in the weight room or the match before, it was something with Big Show, and I somehow got the skin on my thumb ripped off, and I was putting stuff on it and treated it. And the next night we went out there, I forgot to uh, tape it or my tape I did and the tape came off just to keep it covered while I was out there. And it, it must have been sweating and being in that ring. Then following night on Raw, it was a tag match. I did a house show dive over the top rope on his Sheamus, I believe. And usually I'll land on my feet on that. I, I came down though, I hit my knee on the mat and that was enough having that infection got into my system somehow. And I banged my knee and it inflamed up and that infection went right to my knee. And that's the only logical reason I could think of because I had no cuts on my knee or anything. But I know with his elbow and he's had it in there already. And I believe you become more susceptible to getting it once you do kind of have had it before. It's a very scary thing. And it, it's that thing could wreak havoc on your body. I mean, we, there's some horrendous stories out there, people with that. So I hope for his sake, I hope they don't rush him back too much to get him on TV. Like, make sure this thing is okay and for longevity in the in the rest of his career because this is a very small thing in the grand in the grand scheme of things so yeah and um to your point dean ambrose in an interview last year he was talking about how he had the MRSA infection earlier in the year and said he almost died yeah so and that's and that's not him joking that's yeah and people need to understand that you know when i got the staff in my knee they, i was in birmingham alabama and they i had to go do media that day they pulled me I, the do, wwe doctor saw me they instantly they told me I'm off TV. They rushed me to the medical center. I had to stay there all week. I wasn't allowed to go home. And I remember they, they were going to have to operate on me, they thought. And then the antibiotics started working. And then I had to sit at home for a few weeks. And it was just ballooned up. And mine went well. That That's going well. you know. So if you got a picture, he got something that's even more serious with MRSA. And it goes bad. Like that's, like There's people that have to get their like, limbs amputated. And it's no fucking joke. Like It's so... 
I just I hope to God they and I know they will they they will treat this with the utmost seriousness and make sure that he's okay before he comes back and he doesn't need to rush back on this to get back on TV let get him healthy and make sure this thing isn't going to be an issue going forward after this yeah another big thing last week the Golden One Center the arena where they're hosting the Hell into the Cell pay per view on October sixth in Sacramento uh, they leaked out. The, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, uh, will be challenging for the WWE Universal title at, at Hell in a Cell. And they said it was either against Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman. So they didn't, so it was one of the things, they didn't ruin the match. They didn't say it was going to be against Rollins or against Strowman. So it was clearly intentional. Uh, WWE usually, they, they do a lot of times where they'll leak out matches for an upcoming pay-per-view and then change them. But usually they're the, the matches that are already kind of on the live show loop and kind of generic matches that are easy to change that fans won't get upset about. This is this was uh, an interesting one because that is actually the plan for Bray Wyatt to be challenging for the Universal Championship. Bray Wyatt, obviously, I think the hottest thing in WWE right now. But do you think it's too soon either for him to win the title or to not win the title? You know, different uh, ways of thinking on this. So I think I'm sure they leaked that out on purpose. And what they're doing is, is they probably want to see the reaction to possibly the match with Seth or Braun with the story with Braun. So I think it puts it, WWE is notorious for doing this. They will book themselves into bad positions sometimes with talent, like Braun, for example. Say Braun does what they say they do this, and they gauge the reaction to ha- seeing Braun versus Bray. That's going to end bad for one of those guys that need the momentum because both guys need the momentum, and that they they do this at times with guys. Where it's just like, which does create an interesting matchup, but oftentimes it hurts the other guy far worse. I think in this case for Bray, I think if you, I don't think you put Braun in that position yet as far as because you don't want him taking the loss. I think Bray, if you're putting him in this position, he needs to win and he needs to go on a long, lengthy title title reign. Uh, And I was thinking about this the other day with this character, I think having the championship and I've seen some people, they think that could take away from it possibly too, which it, this, at the end of the day, this is what this is all about. I think with Bray, he's so creative. I was thinking, like, it'd be awesome if Bray was able to win this, and they do do it, and they go Bray, Seth, and he's able to win the championship, and they use this to catapult him into the major star that he is, and perhaps the title's worn around the lantern, and he carries it around like in a unique way, where he's not holding the championship like a normal person, where he never really holds the championship, but it's part of all that fiend persona and where it's coming out on the lantern or some something of that nature i think it would be a great way to make bray uh, a top guy and and run with it and see how it is this is uh there's clearly a, a, a level of interest in this that is being talked about more than anything going on there and it's been so well done from the beginning and i we talked about it on here before and i think i talked about about it with ryan satin you could do a year build up with it where he's taking out people and, you know, Brock's the champion. And then the, the lights go out and it, he drops Brock. It's like, holy shit, what's going to happen? They have a big money match in that. Or you could do it where he's hot. You bring him right in. He's already been around. He's not new. So just put the title on him and let him run with it and see, like, and, and see if his merch sales are supposedly as good as what they're saying in things. You need guys like that. And this is my theory on pro wrestling. Soon as something gets hot, you fucking drop all plans with everything else, and you put the rocket on what gets hot. It, we've seen it. If they would just keep their business like that, wrestling would go so much fucking better for the fans because the fans would be getting what they want, and the company would be profiting of what they want. 
and talent would be elevated to a level and they would have more bigger stars. Because once you reach that level, you kind of stay at that level no matter what. You don't really fall too far off of that once you be – and I mean, you can, but you typically don't throughout the history if you see it. I think that would be a good way of doing business with guys. And I think it would, for the talent, would make talent want to try harder and be more creative because they would know that when they do get hot, when Rusev Day gets hot, when Get These Hands Get Hot, there's a good chance you're going to be rewarded for it rather than punished and lose every pay-per-view, you know? So, right. I mean, he's hot. Why not? And and it's also interesting because I, be, I feel like this is the first time that they've done this with the younger guys in, in, in forever where they're protecting him by not having him on TV every week. You know, like they'll do that with a Sting or a Goldberg, but you never see that with a young character that's super no. over and not overexposing him, just, you know, keeping him, keeping that mystique alive. They've done that very well so far with him. And, you know, and he's doing all the live events still. I'm sure he's still, he's going to, he would do the live events still as, as the champion. He doesn't need to be on TV every week. Or if he is, they, and they, they have something so good with him where we've talked about, he, he can come out and, and, and do doing the Mr. Rogers, you know, the Bray Wyatt character, the Firefly Funhouse, the muscle man, the silly stuff. They have a lot of range with him right now where he's just, just multiple personalities where you can have your champion seen, but he doesn't have to work TV matches all the time because that's not what draws people all the time. So I love it. I think and he's he's creative enough and has enough input with them that I want personally I want him to I, I would like him to have the title if they're gonna pull the trigger on it, just because our generation of guys, like I've said, we've talked about and I've talked on the phone to some guys here this past week and it's it's always the same thing we talk about. It's like I, I'd be just happy for him coming up with him from FCW. And I know he had a short little stint with the title before, I think, there briefly, but I actually really have an opportunity to be that main event draw to work the main events on live events as the, as the featured talent. I think it, it's, I'm happy for him personally to, to get that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, former WCW nitro, uh, head announcer and not just WCW nitro, but that was the biggest show he was on. Tony Schiavone, uh, signed a new multi-year contract with AEW. According to Schiavone, he is not going to be, uh, on the broadcast team. He's going to be a producer focused mostly on the video scene throughout the show. You know, obviously things could always change, but now you got Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, the two um, top commentators for Raw and Nitro during the hottest period in wrestling. And now they're involved with AEW. Uh, What are your thoughts on this hiring? And do you think, is AEW bringing back too many names from that era? Or do you think it's the right thing to do? No, I think it's a great pickup. And so first of all, so here's the problem with all this. People think that it's when you bring in past people that were on TV and they always compare, well, it didn't work for Impact. Well, Impact's numbers was much better than Impact's numbers without those guys. And when they problem, a lot of that stuff comes down to, this is what I talked about before, it's getting the right guys. And oftentimes you see guys after they have their run and then they kind of go away and they come back. They've made some money. They're not as hungry. It's all a matter of just getting the right people that are motivated and that can actually work within the system and, and bring value, and you bring value to them. So past name in, in wrestling and sometimes in these companies that brought back guys and it just hasn't panned out and they paid them too much money or you hear too much money with Impact and whatnot, that was – Impact hasn't fucking worked from the beginning. Nothing – like as far as if in the grand scheme of things, like they never – they've been around, yes – but they never really got to that next level and whatnot. And they tried everything they tried didn't really 
work. So I hate that argument with that because I don't think that's the case. I think when you bring in the right guys with the right attitude like this, and he has so much experience in Jim Ross, and I understand, and it's a combination and it's a balance. You have you can't just throw all young people out there and then expect wrestling fans just to accept them. It doesn't work like that. It's a balance, and you need people. You need that comfort. Oh, I know who that is, and that those guys, the names, give the rub to these other guys and help elevate them over time, which you fucking need in pro wrestling. If WWE, we've seen it time and time again, when they bring out and debut a new talent, very rarely it takes a long time for talent to get over typically. And the way they do that is by pairing them up with names. And every time you do that, it makes them a little bit more of a star. And it typically takes two to three years. It could happen sooner with guys. And there's always exceptions to the rule. But before people start accepting them as stars, uh, on a grand scale. And that's what AEW has to be very conscious about moving forward. And I'm sure they are and whatnot. And that's why they brought in Jericho and Moxley and some of these. And you have Cody there. You need those guys around. But when it's outnumbered, you know, 100 to 3, okay, you got six guys that are taken care of. When you got fucking in the rest, 94 other guys that are floating around working at each other, that's dangerous. Bringing in a Tony and Jim Ross, they they were very, they're very well known. <clears throat> from a TV production standpoint, I think, Tony, it's amazing. You need the guys like this around that can help get you this experience to compete, to, to make this product look as great as possible. And, and I'm sure having him there, I think it's not a bad thing if you did have Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and another a new young guy out there with them, possibly, that can help them uh, kind of keep up with today what's going on with that product and, and how that the the that style of wrestling and whatnot. Um, and I also understand not doing it. You do have Jim Ross out there already, so you have the one. And if you want to put him with two younger guys, that's their call. That's great, too. I think Tony and Tony may be able to help give these younger guys some insight into calling the matches through his experience, what he learned, and they can kind of make that their own. So I think that it's a hell of a pickup from them, a very smart pickup having him around. And I think... If something happens, it's great to have him on hand where he can go out there, and maybe he does go out on occasion and calls the matches with Jim and whatnot. So I think it gives them some options. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And um, what, what do you think of Excalibur on commentary? We do the post-Raw commentary, I mean, the post-Raw podcast on Wrestling Inc. with Matt Morgan, who absolutely hates that Excalibur wears a mask on commentary. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'd heard the story on that supposedly uh, is because he's his job, right? Have you heard? There's something I believe. I don't know. I heard the backstory on it, and it made a little more sense to me. You know, I, I'm never gonna. It's not my call, and it's not. It's we we've never really seen it outside of if you had like a, a Rey Mysterio go do commentary, you know, for one match or something. He's not gonna he's gonna have his mask on because it's his character. We've never really seen it with a wrestler. But when I heard the backstory on it, and I'm not sure. I don't want to talk about it because I can't remember if it was a private conversation. Or whatnot, um, and it might have been with Ryan. I don't know, but I go. I, it it made sense to me. I go, okay, that that makes sense. I understand that. So um, I don't get caught up on things like that, man. I think because again, in if he did commentary for ten years, he'd be respected. You know what I mean? Like he'd be over as his own guy. It worked for him. So there's always going to be things that we don't like or we don't relate to, and and whatnot. But I think for him too, like. Say I didn't know the backstory on it. Maybe he just like wants to have a life. He doesn't want to be recognized. He doesn't have any desire to be famous. 
and he just likes doing commentary. Fuck it. I love it. I dig it. I think we all would love that at times. And uh, once you get in and, and once that's gone. So I don't know. It's, I don't get caught up over things like that though. And it's, they got the other guys out there and you try it for a while. If it was something and it was where everybody was like, I tuning out and they, I'm never watching this again because he's wearing a mask, which I don't understand. Like if that mindset and whatnot, then, then maybe then they got to look at it as an organization and go, well, okay, maybe we need to do something about this, but I don't think it's serious enough where it's going to, you know what I mean? It's not the right. focal point of the show. So, right. Um, and finally, Roman Reigns, the attacking, the attacker angle that they've been doing for the past month or so, month and change. Last week on SmackDown, they had a, an angle where uh, uh, Roman had video footage and it showed apparently Roman. It looked like it could have easily been the, the second Roman that they, that they, that they had <laughs> last week. But uh, Daniel Bryan you know, started smacking Roman hard. <laughs> Those slaps uh, looked like they stung. And then uh, went in the ring, and then Roman ended up uh, spearing Daniel Bryan. I think it's kind of clear it's leading to Daniel Bryan and, and Roman. What are your thoughts on this angle, how it's been executed, and where they should take it? So I think it's good they're at least trying things. and all Because it, it, it's, it's a storyline. And it, you know what I mean? Whether how good or how bad, I think sometimes with these, you want it, you have that. Here's my, people want that element of surprise. So whenever you do something like that, I think sometimes they want to see a big, like somebody return or somebody they wouldn't think that's responsible. When you do that with a talent like Daniel Bryan, he's already there. And if it ends up resulting in just being Daniel Bryan, and they knew that from the beginning, it's just a creative way to drag it out, to get some story behind it, to get to a match. But I think from a wrestling fan standpoint, and I know when I was younger, and I always remember the the Stone Cold one, I think it was, when he got ran over. And they ended up revealing it as Rikishi. It was that it was a lot of people. I remember back then, I go, ah, man, I thought it was going to be somebody coming back. And because Rikishi was already there. And it wasn't because I didn't like Rikishi. I loved Rikishi, but he was already there. So it was, it kind of, I think sometimes when they do this angle, they're just looking at it as a way to kind of draw something out to get, to get to Dan and Roman. But I think when you do these attack things like that, the expectations from fans watching is they want somebody to return that they weren't expecting. So anybody outside of that is a letdown, no matter who it is, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and that, and that's my only, but I think I love that they're doing stuff like this. You have to, and and maybe there is a swerve in it, but you don't know until it happens. And it gets people at least talking about it one way or the other. And there's always going to be storylines. We love some, we hate. And uh, my thing is, as long as they're giving guys stories, man, and it got buddy Murphy involved and he got some other guys involved. It's not a bad thing. And at the end of the day, pro wrestling storytelling has never been tremendous, but you just, you hope for those good ones and, and a bunch of bad ones. And, uh, and that's what I like it. At least they're trying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like that's been missing for a while is having a story where there's twists and turns. Yes. You know? I think back to the nitro when they did the third man when, and it turned out to be Hogan and it, it you know, it changed nitro and, and it, and that's been missing today. I, I do think the way they've been filming it has been campy, but uh, I do like that there are different ways you can go. Yeah. And if if it turned out that it was a surprise at the end, that has been it behind it, like a, a Seth Rollins or someone returning or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it could be. It could be really cool. It would no. It would be, and it gets people talking, and like and that too. This could just be another way to drag it out a little longer until that. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why, and we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. 
but that's kind of the psychology behind it. I like that that a with AEW now creeping up on their heels. I think it forces them to start doing this more. They have to start applying themselves, and they may be a little rusty, even with even though they're the best at it, because they got got away from it. They didn't have to try as hard. Everyone could show up at TV. They have their meetings. You just schedule a bunch of matches. There's no competition. Now you have to start trying a little more because you're going to have this other company that's going to be trying. So everybody wins. Absolutely. Well, Ryback, uh, it's been great. Thanks, as always, for having me on. Absolutely. Raj, anything you'd like to plug this week? I just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com, you know, all the latest news as well as exclusive interviews. Last week we had Enzo Amore, uh, we had TJP, Lillian Garcia, and uh, tons of great stuff coming up this week. Uh, the fallout with AEW, all out and all, and uh, all of that. So keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Good deal, Raj. Thank you as always. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Baseball season is in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with BetOnline. This week, I'm not watching any of the game, guys, because you know the big guy, Ryback, doesn't watch much sports, to be quite honest. But I'm not against it at all. And if you love sports and you love betting, betonline.ag is your place. Because now you can save an extra 50% added onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. The best part is... The bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus, and please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. BetOnline.ag, your one-stop shop for online betting. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed. Me. More. And we're back. Excuse me. Big thank you. Big thank you to Robert Obertson for coming on. Hell of a conversation. Hell of a guy. Uh, Really, really enjoyed that. Thank you, as always, to Raj for coming on with Wrestling Inc. And uh, always thoroughly enjoy uh, talking about the wrestling news, the wrestling report, what's going on of the week in the world of wrestling. A lot of interesting things going on here. If you guys have noticed, we actually, with uh, my Ryback TV on YouTube, it has started uh, really, really growing pretty rapidly here, and it's really cool to see. One of the things is um, I'd actually, owning Feed Me More years ago, I had talked about it on the podcast jokingly even, um, doing food, some food stuff, and it was always in the back of my mind. And, but I didn't 
I'm trying to, I, I didn't want to, and there was a big reason why I didn't go to YouTube right away with everything. And I was so busy, YouTube, and I, I didn't understand the significance of YouTube at the time on how important, the, YouTube is TV. That is today's TV. That's the casual audiences on YouTube. And I just didn't connect the two, just never gave it any thought. And what uh, my boy DJ Dells, the sneaker addict, uh, Big thank you to him. He's on the Sneaker Addict on YouTube. Give him a follow and subscribe if you can. He's helped out tremendously. And uh, he said, why don't you you go do this Popeye's Chick-fil-A uh, thing, this mukbang? And I go, and he wasn't the one that even said mukbang. One of my other friends goes, uh, oh, that's called a mukbang. And I, and I go, what the, what the fuck is a mukbang? No, I, like, what? Never heard mukbang. I look it up and I'm, I go, whoa, these things are pretty popular and um so anyways and i go i stopped everything i'm doing i go i was gonna postmates chick-fil-a and popeyes chick-fil-a is not on postmates popeyes didn't have the chicken sandwich on there i heard there was a popeyes like 15 minutes away from me i go all right i'll go swing by popeyes i'm thinking there's a chick-fil-a right by popeyes there's not it was like eight miles apart in traffic at, during rush hour kind of in vegas i go ah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna we'll if he says to try it, I'm going to try it. And uh, so we do this video, and uh, I see the one common thing, and I think we it was at the time 160,000 uh, views for this, and it's, it's going up and up and up and up. And uh, I said, I noticed, and we checked out some of the comments, it was people, casual wrestling fans that had no idea what happened to me, and it kept coming up. More and more and more. That was the one, and in, in, as well as people enjoying digging the video, which I did not know how that would be uh, received. I go, okay. My audience, who I appeal to, the wrestling internet community is very small, very very small. You hear it all the time. The world audience, the casual audience, is enormous, and that's a lot of WWE's lost a lot of that. But when I was there, they still had a lot of it, and a lot of my fan base is that. So then I go, this is going to be a great way to get the casual audience because the, the video started being recommended to a lot of people that had no idea where I'd went because I'm doing my Feed Me More Nutrition, doing the podcast, laying low, just hanging out on social media, doing all my investments and everything while I try to get my body right. A lot of people have no idea what's going on. So now this is a way to bring them into my channel and allow them to see what I have going on in my world right now as I recover. And it's been, I go, this is going to be a beautiful thing. And it allows me now that I'm feeling better and I'm, I'm not in pain every day. And because it was where that's the focal point, I'm able to focus on some other things even more. I go, okay, we can start doing some entertainment videos here. We're going to grow this channel the way it should be grown. We're almost three months old. And I think we're, I don't know when this, you know, this comes out Monday. We'll probably be close to 40,000 subscriptions by then, if not over that, the way that it's going. I go, okay, we're getting some traction now with all this, and all the numbers on everything else are going up. Everybody's seeing what I got going. Every, a lot of people are learning about my Feed Me More Nutrition for the first time, which I've been working on relentlessly for the last two and a half years. And But that's the this is why you don't stop. You always you stay hungry, you keep going, and you plug away, you plug away, you plug away, and things were working and things were growing, but you try new things. You, you, don't, you don't just keep doing the same thing. You just try something new. 
bam, there we go. And that's been the story of my life all along is I'll do stuff and it's like, oh, maybe that's working. Maybe that's not working. Let's go. I don't, who cares? Let's try it for a while. Let's see. And then, okay, let's try this now. And then, whoa, that's working. Or man, that was a bomb that flopped. Okay. We're not going to do that again, but you just keep, you roll with the punches. You keep going. And that's, that's kind of, so now I own feed me more. I have always had uh, an insatiable appetite with food since I was a child, which we've talked about on here time and time again. I just happen to eat salads and vegetables and eat healthy lean meats the majority of the time because I care about how I look and my health. I've got all these health tests done. My, My heart test, everything has come back great. I'm in phenomenal shape inside and out. So I go, all right, eating some junk once or twice a week, doing some food challenges, it's actually probably going to be good for me because my metabolism from doing the intermittent fasting so much slowed down a little bit there and it's coming back more and more. And I was telling DJ Dells, I go, this is actually helping my metabolism. I eat a little bit of junk and I wake up leaner. I go, I go, this wasn't happening before because of how my metabolism had slowed down a little bit. So, and it's, and on top of it, guys, like I love food and I, and I, but I talk about my theories on food and food is energy, but this is a way it's almost gives me a way to do something entertaining and have fun and have a little bit of junk, which I love. And I don't condone, I don't condone any of it. I have no deals with any of this. We're just doing this. I'm telling you exactly why I'm doing it. It is to get my casual fan base back to see me and my personality in doing these videos. If you, I, I try to talk and have some conversation in them because there's been so much misinformation put out there that people have formed opinions on myself that are not accurate or not true. So now Nobody can stop me. Nobody can tell me what to say. Nobody can tell me what not to say. I can just be myself through entertainment, and then people can decide if they like me or not. And what we're seeing is people are going, wow, you're nothing like we thought you were. Oh, you got that going on? Oh, I didn't know you had a supplement line. Connect the dots, ladies and gentlemen. It's not rocket science, but it's me showing my personality in different outlets. Mark TV. Mark for life has made his return, that son of a bitch taking over my Ryback TV channel. I hear he's doing an AEW review this week too. Whole other story. It allows you guys to see the comedy aspect that that oftentimes people, oh, I thought you were just this one-dimensional meathead. No, I feel like I've shown that I'm not time and time again, but it hasn't been seen by the casual audience. So now we're going to allow them to see that. Man, Ryback guy's kind of funny. Oh, I didn't know he has a podcast. I'm going to tune into that. Maybe 10 people, ah, oh, that sucks. I don't like it. Maybe one of them, fuck, I really enjoyed that. He's kind of a positive guy. I like he does a thought of the week every week. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna keep I'm gonna subscribe. Working morning tonight, I work for myself, guys. This is this is the ultimate life to me. If I want to just go back to wrestling and do independence and make great money going and doing one shots once or twice a week, on top of all this, I'm living the dream life. I saw there was a comment by somebody then in people like this, this is these are the 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 lows of the lows. The as bad as it gets, and they have just a horrible mindset, in my opinion, is somebody had, had mentioned, man, you used to be a TV star, and now you're, you've resorted to doing food reviews on YouTube. That's how you want to look at it. Now, do you want to take all the information that's been presented to you from the beginning to the end before you go ahead and jump to that conclusion and, and say that? And by the way, just say it, asshole. Say that I just sat on my ass living off all the money that I have, which I really easily could do. Didn't decide, oh, fuck, feed me more nutrition, fuck the podcast, fuck my investments, fuck my my real estate, fuck it. I'm just going to sit around and do nothing, and I'm going to do food reviews 
you know how much money I can make doing that? It's probably more than you make working for somebody else, employee. So if I want to take that mindset approach back at him, I very easily could. But that's my thing is you got people saying stuff like this and they don't understand that this is what I got going on. This is all about letting people know who you are. This is the great thing about social media. We can now, I was just talking to Seamus. Me and Seamus had a, a, an hour phone call the other day. It was great talking to the to the big fella and uh, about possibly getting on there and doing a Celtic Warrior workout when I'm healthy and going down there and hanging out with him and Rusev who live in the same neighborhood. And But we were talking about this because his social media channel, Celto, Celtic Warrior Workouts, is blowing up and he's going to be to 500 subscriptions in no time and and. We we're just talking about all that, how great it is, the freedom that we get to just show our real personalities and have fun. And you guys get to, because oftentimes when we were talking about like in movies, we don't judge an actor for a role he plays. We don't decide to hate that actor for the rest of his life because he played a bad guy in a movie. But for whatever weird reason, there's a portion of wrestling fans that decide to form opinions on performers based off of how well they play their parts. And it's a really, really ass backwards thing to me. And for all wrestlers, we all experience it, and it's just like, Jesus. It's like the, the John Cena stuff we've talked about, how there's a great portion of people that fall for that good guy character and think that that is John Cena 24-7. And if you tell them anything other than that, they are furious because they believe that character and role is that 24-7. They don't understand that that is playing a part. That's just an example on the other end of things from a bad guy. And whatnot. And oftentimes you'll have guys that play the best bad guys. They're actually the nicest guys. But people don't understand that. And they don't understand that the guys that play very convincing roles. You know, when I played the bully on TV, I got so much hate for that. And I still get a lot of hate for that. People hate me because I played a bully on TV. Do you hate me? Now, do you hate me because I'm an asshole and I'm a really mean person? Or do you hate me because I'm a really good actor? You have to look in the mirror and ask yourself that question. A lot of people thought I was from Texas, College Station, Texas. Never been there once in my life. Skip Sheffield, I commit to any role that I play and I believe. If I believe I am the, the baddest man on the planet and I am a killer and I want to be fed more, I believe it. That is called just acting and believing in what yourself and what you're doing and having the ability to shut everything off and to go into that role and, and, and play that part to perfection inside your brain. Mark for life, mother example. Dell's, when we did it, he, I can see him laughing because he wasn't expecting. You go into the, I go into the role. I am Mark for life from beginning to end when I play Mark for life. Spoiler alert, I'm Mark for fucking life, everybody, for those of you that didn't know. Because I'm sure some of you didn't, based off the feedback we're getting. So, just take that all into account, guys. And when we do these videos and to do the food videos, it's not... Oh, poor Ryback he used to be a TV star. Now he's sitting in his car eating sandwiches. Do you say that about Xavier Woods doing a video game channel? Man, that Xavier Woods, what a piece of shit sitting down playing video games. What a loser. Oh, he's making how much per month? Oh, and he's wrestling? Oh, you get it? You got people that just do food reviews and make, make a lot more money than a lot of other people out there with degrees and other things. I'm not doing just that. I'm just doing that now to have some fun, to get some of my casual audience back, guys. And that's great that they're doing that and they're able to find something they enjoy doing and make money doing it. And if that bothers you, maybe you need to look in the mirror and say, well, what do I enjoy and what can I do? What can I try to make more money? I want to make more money. Maybe you have to stop keeping that employee mindset. 
Because if you knew the amount of work that it takes to do all your own stuff morning to night and do multiple things, you, you wouldn't make the comments that you make. So have some respect in people. And I have people, we've hired people that will go in on the comments. And if I, I don't care if I see things, I'd, or if I'm told things and I've got, they've got directions that if there's negative things in there that are very hateful, you're fucking blocked. I don't want you subscribing to me. I don't want you following me. I don't give a fuck about the algorithm. I don't care. I, I don't like people that have that mindset. If you don't want to like me, that's fine. But people that choose to spread hate, I don't deal with that shit. No successful person does. You get blocked. You're not going to run your fucking mouth and have that opportunity on my, on my platform with my fans. You'll just be blocked. And that's, that's the simple truth of the situation. And it's is if you actually meet me, and I think if you know that I, when you see how I think, it's just I don't, there's no room for that. And that you're choosing to stop and to do that. So to kind of explain that for you guys, because there's some people out there that make you just, and there's a lot of them, just scratch your head. Stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. I do want to say, before we get to the thought of the week this week, big thank you uh, to our sponsors, Real Good Foods, realgoodfoods.com. Uh, save 15% with discount code RYBACK15. They, uh, the keto pizzas, the cauliflower pizzas, the keto enchiladas, uh, the keto breakfast sandwiches, keto breakfast poppers. They, uh, realgoodfoods.com. They're in a lot of supermarkets now. Check them out online, guys. Uh, and please use discount code RYBACK15. Save 15%. And uh, let me know what you think. It's, they have some really quality stuff. I love working with them. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. Save 15% with discount code the big guy, fuelmeals.com. They got the steak, the chicken, the broccoli. If you guys are looking for healthy meal prep options, meals are anywhere from, I believe, $8, $9, $10, $11. $10. They have different price ranges on there. It, it's going to, it, it can really work in your favor. You pick up seven or 14 meals, they last you a week or two. You have one or two here and there when you're busy, when you don't have time to cook, guys. It'll, it will prevent you from going out and eating fast food. A lot more. I, they they helped me tremendously. I've been with them for years. I bought them for over a year before I decided to work with them and whatnot. So um, I proudly represent them, and that it's, they've they've helped me a lot with all that. Feed me more nutrition, guys. Available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. You can save twenty percent with discount code podcast twenty. Check out the website. We got our brain feed formula, uh, memory and support focus formula coming out here in a matter of two to three weeks. It, uh, the labels are just being finalized and shipped off, uh, and, and everything will go into production. And they get that done in usually a few days there once they begin that process. So I'm hoping in two weeks, to be quite honest, because they'll get the labels next week. So the, the following week, hopefully have that in stock. On feedmemore.com, we'll get it up on Amazon as well. We are now, the, the Pumplex City is going to be our ultra premium pump formula. It is going to be the strongest pump formula on the market, and it is badass. And If you want vascularity and blood flow, Pumplex City is going to be where it's at, bitch. <laughs> the, uh, so I'm excited as we continue to grow into the marketing that we're doing. It, it's it is a we. It, it's really paying off, and I thank you guys. I always say, please shop at feedmemore.com. If you want to buy on Amazon, I get it. Uh, our profit margins are a little better on feedmemore.com, obviously with the Amazon fees and whatnot. So, um, and we're constantly we're working on new flavors on things, and uh, we're talking to a lot of brick and mortars now, having conversations, especially here in Vegas. I've had with a few stores, 
and we're I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm spin the wheel, make a deal. I'm trying to get the deals done. I tell you, I tell you guys straight up, like I deal with I deal with these companies, these brick and mortars. So they deal with all these other companies that have very cheap formulas and they have much bigger profit margins. So then they see a premium company come in. They look at the labels. They see that the products are clearly better. They're sweetened with the stevia and monk fruit. They don't have the artificials and sweeteners and colors. But then they see that their profit margins are smaller because my profit margins are smaller. So they don't want to do business. They're not looking at it that, oh, we could still make a good amount of money on these supplements. But they're looking at it, oh, this is going to take up shelf space. But they're not looking at it, oh, there's no competition for this. This product is in demand by a lot of people. People that are health conscious go into to shops all the time. And the, the stevia choices are very limited, especially pre-workouts and BCAAs. They're shit. There's nothing out there. There's two BCAAs that are trash that I just I personally don't like and that, that our formula is superior to. Uh, but these companies aren't looking at it like, oh, we could offer our, our customers something healthier. They're looking at it, oh, well, we could put another cheap product on the shelf right there and keep our profit margins the same. They're not looking at it. Well, now you have 50 products that are exactly the same sitting in your store, guys. It's not rocket science. It's going to happen, guys. I'm staying on top of it, educating these people. Like, and it's as the demand grows more and more, we're going to be everywhere. Mark my words, the Feed Me More Nutrition will be fucking everywhere. And it, that, that ball has started rolling now. Uh, the way online, our sales have doubled from last year to this year already alone, uh, and what the the, the traje- trajectory that we are on, which is huge for any business, and and specifically the supplement business where we're at and where we're growing, and that our numbers were good to begin with. So it's thank you guys very much. It's patience. It's a lot of just a lot of legwork, a lot of social media work, grinding, a lot of emails, a lot of talking to people. And uh, along with everything else that that I got going on. So, but I'm getting this done now so that I could eventually hire out when I'm able to go back to wrestling if I do full time or on a more regular basis and uh, keep this ball rolling um, with everything I got going on. So, thank you guys for the support on that. Also, I would like to thank CLNS Media. Guys, let's get some more advertising on here. Uh, The Wrestling Classic, thank you very much. Wiretap Radio. As always, you guys, uh, P.O. Box for all fan mail, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Please uh, include postage and a self-returned envelope. And I always ask you guys to limit it to one or two things to sign, please. And I always will will get that back to you. Please uh, subscribe to this Ryback TV on YouTube, guys. And check out, we have a lot of clips. We're doing a lot of different things on there, as we talked about. Ryback TV on YouTube. And... uh, I think you guys are going to dig. We got a lot of food challenges coming up here. I think when this this podcast we're having, I, I did the two x spicy ramen noodle challenge, five packages of them. You're going to have to tune in to see if I finished it or tapped. It's uh, where the food challenges have begun. So if you guys have any suggestions, what you would want, I saw somebody saw there's a, I can't remember the wing place. It, I saw it on Twitter. I think they're called Hell's Wings. Somebody suggested. And I looked at the the Scoville level. It's like nine million. I think those the ramen noodles I had were eighty eight hundred on this uh, Scoville chart. Thank you. We'll we're gonna work our way up. We got to do some get over matches here. Build up a hot streak before I just dive in. If I go to those Hell's Wings right away, whoo! And I watched videos of them. I am, but I always say it's mindset. And I but I got to work that heat because I I haven't done a lot of hot things. The blazing wings were the hottest thing I've ever done. 
We got the Pocky Chip Challenge coming up. Me and Phoenix are going to get together, guys, and do Satan's Toe, where you keep the Satan's Toe, that hot-ass lollipop in your mouth for five minutes and see if we can have a what kind of conversation we could have and uh, put that on YouTube. And uh, I think that's going to be very entertaining. That one might go viral uh, with having Phoenix on there as well. And uh, so she's already said she's down. So we'll see how that plays out. So your suggestions, guys, for some entertainment on Ryback TV are greatly appreciated on all that. For all professional wrestling bookings, please, please contact Bill Barons at showbiz, S-H-O-W-B-I-S at AOL.com. Please do not hit him up with like, there's some birthday thing and other people messaging him on other things. If it's not wrestling related, guys, don't bother Bill, please. Only professional wrestling bookings and appearances and signings. Please contact Bill Barons at showbiz at AOL.com. For personal video recordings and shout-outs by myself, we're still doing those. Cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback on that. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book available on Amazon is always out there. And on social media, guys, I'm the big guy Ryback22. Please follow Conversation with the Big Guy on IG. That's this podcast. Feed me more nutrition on Instagram. I'm at Ryback22 on Twitter. That will lead you to some of my other stuff. At Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, Ryback247 on Snapchat. Also, before I wrap up this show, I do got to mention Bio Accelerator, guys. And with the stem cells, I'm feeling great. This is, uh, I'm going on the fourth week here. I haven't worked out in 28 days, 29 days. Now I'm, I'm going a little crazy. I might start doing some uh, leg stuff to get here and let my shoulder rest a couple more weeks, but just to kind of stay active because it, it's really, uh, like to, I'd like to, I've been doing cardio like a madman, keeping my weight at around 285, 286, but I would like to um, start doing a little bit of legs, not squats or anything yet, body weight stuff, and like leg extensions, leg curls, glute ham raises, and uh, just start kind of getting that training into my schedule again, because it, it, I go crazy when I go a certain period of time um, without the training. It, it's just, it's my therapy. I love it. But the bioaccelerator stem cells, if you guys are in pain and in surgery, you don't want to go the surgery route. I'm telling you my shoulder was grinding. It's not grinding in any of the positions it was without weights. I got I could tell it like right this last week has been a lot of improvement for me in my shoulder. And seeing I just need everything to calm down with getting some cartilage regrowth in there, which will keep that inflammation calm for me and allow me to start doing other things without aggravating my shoulder. So I'm being very patient on that, doing a lot of stretching and different things to kind of just keep that shoulder loose, a lot of warrior massage gun and whatnot. But if you guys, if you guys have a joint pain or complications to a major medical condition, you can join the likes of myself, Hall of Famer, UFC Hall of Famers, Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, WWE stars, Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio. I believe Kurt Angle's going down, Rob Van Dam. I know Sheamus is going down. He's getting treatment. I think Bobby Lashley is getting treatment. This is this is the next thing, guys. It is um, they've been they've treated me very well, and and like I said, and they're advertising on this podcast. They brought me down there. They knew I had eleven procedures in the states. I know it already works, and I was getting weak treatments. My treatments they were like twenty five to thirty thousand times stronger. I got one hundred seventy five million stem cells. I would only get eight thousand, three to eight thousand per treatment here in the states. With my own bone marrow, these are the fresh umbilical cord stem cells, which are even more powerful. It is truly something to look into, guys. It may not be for everybody. I know it can sometimes with expenses and whatnot, 
but our health should be our number one priority. And, you know, rest assured, I'm telling you guys it works. <laughs> and I, it's given me a second chance at life to have a quality of life that I would not have had without it. And, uh, I'm very blessed and I, I'm very proud to be able to communicate this with you guys and proud to represent stem cells and bio accelerator and what they're doing. Go check them out guys. David Truitt. Uh, he, you can check him out on my Instagram. He's always with the bio accelerator post as well. Their bio accelerator there on Instagram, www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. Check that out. Type that in your browser guys. That's www.stemcells.bio x c e l l e r a t o r dot com slash ryback dash reeves on that for bioaccelerator check them out guys and just see talk to them have a conversation see if what they offer or if there's some sort of payment plan or treatment that you could possibly get um if you are suffering from an illness or disease an, an injury and you want to improve your quality of life or you know somebody's suffering we don't have to suffer anymore i personally have gone down there Everything is just as beautiful, if not better, than the things in the States, and it's way more powerful. If you guys know me, I don't lie to you. I would not tell you that. If I went down there and that was bad, I would have cut all ties with them. I would not have got the procedures, and I would not have done business with them. Telling you it works. And and I, I, I look forward to being able to return and to showcase that. Um, and I don't think anybody's ever going to truly understand what I've gone through with all of this and the pain. Because how would you unless you've experienced it? And, and just talking about it sometimes doesn't paint the picture fully. So uh, it will make me proud to be able to show that when I am able to to wrestle, to wrestle at a high level again here, hopefully very, very soon. And with that, guys, you've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Thank you and feed me more. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, 